Coding Podcast. In this podcast series, we like to share our knowledge as software developers we have during our Friday evening talks at the bar. Uh, and in this way, we uh, like to share this knowledge. Uh, I'm Arnold Rijpkema. And I'm Pauline van Alst. Uh, and today we have a special guest, Jan Owens. Uh, and we're going to talk about his open source uh, project uh, Equals Verifier. With our special guest uh, this episode, uh, Jan Owens, can you pl- uh, please introduce yourself uh, a little bit? Okay. Hi, uh, I'm Jan. Uh, thanks for having me uh, on the show. Um, yeah, I'm Jan. I, uh, I've been working in, in IT since 2005, I think. Uh, and during, um, during my first job, I actually started Equals Verifier as well. Um, since then, I have uh, worked in, in many companies and many different languages even, but I, I keep coming back to the Java world. Uh, yeah. Okay, welcome, and we're happy <laughs> to have you in the, in the podcast. Uh, and every episode, we start off with our fun uh, or inspiring fact. So, Pauline, what is your fun or inspiring fact? Well, um, yeah, we're on our hacking holidays with Open Value, and I have been diving into... Uh, Arrow from uh, it's a library f- uh, written for Kotlin to do some functional programming, and um, although I find functional programming sometimes hard to wrap my mind a- around it because I'm not used to to work that much with it, uh, I really liked the, the uh, this library where I can use monads, um, which are you know, mathema- mathematical concept kind of um, where you can define a function to you know, kind of return two types. I don't know if that's a proper explanation. Uh, I think the proper explanation is that it's a function that is mapping from one category to the same category. Um, but it's really awesome because you can uh, write your code in a very elegant way regarding exception handling. So instead of throwing exceptions as a result of your function, you can say that I'm throwing, uh, I'm returning an error or my result of a function. So uh, I think it's much more fluent and intuitive uh, way of programming. So I really like that, uh, yeah, diving into that library and definitely going to use it, uh, especially in application where you have a lot of, lot of uh, scenarios with um, where errors can occur or you know when exceptions will po- pop up. Okay. So that, that was my inspiring uh, fact. And you, are now. Yeah, for me, uh, I think at the last episode we talked about the production issues. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it took us uh, a little while to fix them. But yes. uh, in the end, um, we also decided to uh, include the business with, with like the technical issues, which was also interesting because they can also help you figure out how to solve some of the issues we, <laughs> uh, we had left. So that it was really interesting at some point we... Yeah, we had that idea that, that it's, like it's not only fixing things uh, technically, but also uh, from a business perspective, it's also possible to uh, get rid of bugs or getting to the final solution of, of issues, which was, I think for, for me, it was interesting because normally I would say I would only uh, tackle it really technical, mm. but bugs are also business things. So it's also good to uh, discuss solutions. And um, 
ask them for solutions actually yeah oh nice great so and and what is your fun or inspiring fact jan so um what i've been been really excited about is that in the past year and a half or so language servers have become really good um so i'm i'm one of those nerds who like to use vim uh <laughs> but with java that's usually not really possible but um there now is a very good language server for for java which you can hook into any editor including vim so i've been playing around with that for the past year and uh, i i think i didn't i haven't even used intellij for the past three months or even more oh, it's wow, uh, wow. it's really good uh, it's, and 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 i find it fun it's just configuring vim has become a hobby in itself for me so uh, <laughs> i have a little fun uh, that way too so happy about that it's really brave <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> yeah good there course this episode we're going to talk about uh your open source project and, and your experiences in, in in this regard uh jan and um yeah for me what actually started uh, why did you start the, the open source project uh, equals verify so yeah as i mentioned before in my first job um I, I started it and i started it because it uh, I, I i needed something like that so uh, it was a Java project, and I wrote equals methods uh, sometimes, and that wasn't really a good way to to test them, because um, what you generally saw is either people didn't test them enough, and then subtle bugs were creeping in, or people uh, test them to death, and then you have a unit test that spans like 500, 600, or, or more lines just testing equals. and. Mm -hmm. I thought uh, it should be possible to do that uh, more easily. Uh, and actually, at the time, another project already existed, uh, which was called Equals Tester. Um, but I thought um, it, it, it wasn't good enough because when, uh, when you want to inherit from a class and still, still make Equals work, um, it didn't really test that aspect. Uh, so I wanted something that did, uh, and and then I figured, hey, if this equals tester is a thing, maybe I can make something myself. So I spent two weekends or so uh, hacking on something, uh, and and discovered that it actually worked and it was actually helpful, and I started using it uh, in my, in my project at the time. Uh, and that was 11 years ago, so so things escalated from there. <laughs> yeah, and interesting. And 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 why did you like normally we see pro problems like this in our work? And and what made you decide to uh, open source this? Because you could also like only use it for yourself or have have that code only available mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. What what did did you? Why did you make that decision to go open source? Or wasn't that even an issue for you? <laughs> to be honest, I don't really remember. Uh, it's been it's been quite a while. Um, 
I think mainly it was because I wanted to have a place outside of my computer where I could store the code, mm -hmm. uh, which at the time was Google Code, mm -hmm. uh, which has been discontinued for many years now. And then I've moved to GitHub at some point. Um, so that was one, um, one aspect. And the other was that uh, a colleague of mine who was also kind of a mentor to me at the time, uh, he also just started an open source project and was doing uh, some pretty cool things. Uh, pretty well-known project, actually. It was uh, Lombok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they do things using reflection that, that I, I, I do similar things in Equals Verifier. So we, we talked a lot and uh, uh, interacted a lot. And, and he gave me a lot of advice uh, on, on how to... Uh, uh, manage that project, which was really helpful. Wh what was the most uh, important advice that he gave to you? You still remember? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it was mostly uh, how does reflection work in the first place. So I wanted to achieve something weird and I didn't really know how to do it. And then he would give me a tip like, uh, here, here's a, a way you can try and, and make that work. And then mm -hmm. often it would work. Uh, but concrete advice, I don't remember. It's it's a long time ago. Okay. Yeah. One thing he did uh, tell me was uh, I was running into issues where people would uh, use equals verifier and uh, it had a dependency and then their project had another dependency which had the same dependency but on a different version. So you got into version conflicts uh, and how I could manage that, uh, which was basically... Um, shade that dependency into my own jar, make a super jar that contains everything I need, and that mm -hmm. way I don't have to have dependencies anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and people uh, can still use theirs. Mm -hmm. So that was a helpful uh, tip. All right, cool. Okay, and, and how many uh, users do you currently uh, have on your, your open source project? I honestly don't know because people don't often tell me. Uh, mm -hmm. I mean, people do tell me about it when they use it and when they like it, but I think there's a lot more people who, who, who use it and don't tell me. Yeah. Um, so from the statistics, I can see there's like 20,000 unique uh, downloads per month or so, something from, from Maven Central. Oh, wow. um, but I don't really know what that means because uh, jars often end up in a company nexus, uh, and, and, and people reinstall their devices and then they download something which they already downloaded before. So I don't really know what those statistics mean. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do get the impression that it's used a lot. I do get issues from abroad from people I never heard. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I think it's, it's one of those, uh, you know, B-list celebrity projects. Yeah. <laughs> one of the big ones that everybody knows, but... Once you start digging, uh, people find it anyway. Yes, and you're the principal maintainer. As yeah, you started a project. Do, do, are there a lot of committers on the project as well? Or? No, I'm I'm not just a principal maintainer. I'm also oh. the only maintainer. The only maintainer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I do get uh, pull requests from time to time, and I do see the same people pop up occasionally. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, no, I've I've been doing it on my own, wow. mostly. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, you already mentioned Lombok, and actually, when I 
told a colleague of ours uh, that we are recording this episode with you. He said, well, equals verifier, is that still needed when you're using Lombok? I thought, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> because Lombok will <laughs> actually generate for you an equals method. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, uh, no, in that sense, you don't need it. But but I do know that some people uh, who are using Lombok also use Equals Verifier because of uh, they want to have code coverage. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. yeah, because uh, Lombok generates some code um, which, uh, which isn't automatically uh, covered mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in a code coverage tool. So if you really want to hit that 100%, uh, then then equals verifier can help. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think I think uh, a bigger threat. Well, threat is not really the, the, the right word, but uh, uh, is is the the records feature that was introduced in Java 16, which mm -hmm. does basically the same thing. Yeah. Um, but now it's included in the language, so there's no longer that code coverage uh, thing to worry mm -hmm. about. Um, so I think that would be more of a reason, well, for people not to write equals methods anymore, so you don't have to test them anymore. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's... Yeah. <laughs> that that's it's actually a, a funny thing, right? That that the language is evolving, and that at some point it it's not necessary anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, what what kind of learnings did did you get from uh, opening the, this uh, open source project, and and you want to share with with other people? Uh, I think the most important thing that I learned is not something that has to do with code, but with um, with reporting bugs, actually. Um, so sometimes I would uh, receive a bug report and the person who submits it says, well, if I do this, uh, it doesn't work. But then they don't include a stack trace and they mm -hmm. don't include uh, the code that triggers their problem. And I have no idea how they, how they got to that issue that they're having. Mm -hmm. uh, so I noticed how important it is that you include all the information that you have like uh, the code uh, that that causes the issue, mm -hmm. uh, preferably in a form that 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 I can copy paste it into my IDE or into Vim uh, nowadays, <laughs> uh, and that I don't have to hunt for dependencies or the right import statements or all of that crap, mm -hmm. because that takes a lot of time, and I'm doing this on my spare time. Mm -hmm which I don't have a lot of. So mm -hmm. if people uh, are thorough in, the, in their bug reports, it's for me, it's a lot easier to, to help them and in the first place and then help improve equals verifier in the second place. Uh, and that makes it also a lot more fun. So mm -hmm. once I noticed that, um, I started doing the same thing when I reported a bug uh, on open source projects that I use or uh, within uh, the project that I'm working on for my uh, day job. Uh, and that helps a lot also for the, the people that uh, that have to that have to handle my book reports. Mm -hmm. Okay, and yeah, it's actually a good point, right? That that we should include that information and uh, and actually raise those bugs, right? Because we also sometimes find issues or, or myself, I, I find um, it's, it's not always that, that we um, 
create those bugs and and then give enough information. So I think that that's a really good good tip for uh, for fellow developers and listeners to to include that information and help out like the contributors on those projects because like you said you you also don't have time to to go through all the d- uh, fetching that information because you want to fix the bug actually and not fetch the information mm-hmm. yeah so i i see well the thing that i see often also in in blog posts is uh, here's a, a little bit of code that you can use to solve a certain problem uh, but then they don't include the import statement yes. yeah. Yeah, 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 so yeah. <laughs> how do you know where the, the 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 class comes from that you have to use yeah. it's it's sometimes it's really hard especially um, if if it's a dependency that you're not already using you have to really google and, and find yeah. out which jar file you you actually even need uh, yeah. so yeah that those things can take a lot of time yeah, yeah that's a, that's a real challenge and i i actually remember that um I once made a merge request on the equals verify because of the documentation, because you have a really good co- uh, documentation that you also uh, maintain through your Git repository, which is really awesome. Because we Thanks. completely misread the documentation, you know, that's that's the big problem or the mm-hmm. big challenge with documentation is that you can write it down in a very explicit way and then people read it differently. <laughs> um, yeah, that often happens, especially yeah. if you're the only person that... Uh, that that writes that no exactly yeah. it's it's such a challenge i think yeah um they're really thinking of how to present your merge request as well because it's just a very subjective change right because we misread it uh, on our own mm-hmm. yeah. but i think that's what i wanted actually to go through is that your documentation on your project is really really complete actually uh thanks i guess yeah i guess it's it <coughs> takes a lot of time because um yeah, you're doing it on your own, and when you're uh, looking at it, it's, it's pretty professional. Uh, you didn't yeah. have... Uh, wh- what was the point to start to make this kind of very elaborate documentation on, on your project? Um, well, it, it, it also grew a little bit. So I started out with a README file, and mm. then um, yeah, people, uh, people tended not to understand certain error messages. Yeah. Um, that I think that's where it started. So equals verifier would give a, a, an error message, and I try to be as complete as possible in 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 the error messages. But there's only so much information that you can reasonably put inside of a stack trace in Java. Um, so I started to uh, add uh, a page. Uh, I think it was a wiki at the time. <laughs> Uh, on Google Code, where I would um, make a list of common error messages and, and add some background information, mm. um, and and it basically grew from from there. So every time somebody would raise an issue uh, because they didn't understand something, uh, I would add something to that wiki and and make um, make that entry a little bit more clear, hopefully. Mm. Uh, and at one point, I thought, well. Um, maybe it would also be useful to have a manual. So what if I start using the project for the first time? How do I use it? Uh, first of all, which which jar file do I need, of course? Uh, and then um, how do I write a good equals verifier test? Well, that starts with writing a good equals method. So I started uh, writing so- down some thoughts about that. 
Mm. And, and basically, uh, it grew uh, from there. Mm. And I still occasionally, if somebody uh, raises an issue or asks a question, I update the documentation. Mm-hmm. No, that's actu- actually a, g- a good point, right? That that it should grow on it on its own. I really like that idea that um, you're adding that information based on the questions you get, right? So, uh, so you're really adding that information, also preventing uh, like future cases. Uh, of having uh, too little information yeah. there. So treating the questions as like information gr- requests and putting that in the documentation. Docu- yeah, and another, thing, another thing that happens was that uh, uh, somebody in the Java community who was reasonably well known, he once uh, wrote a tweet where he said that uh, equals verifier was just too strict and he didn't want to use it anymore or something like that. <laughs> um, and then I thought, well, yeah, you have a good point. Equals verifier is super strict, but mm-hmm. I have reasons for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know those reasons, but uh, people, especially if they're new to equals verifier, they may not know those reasons. So I decided to write it down and um, uh, write down why things uh, are done in the way they are done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I hope that's, that part also is helpful to people who, uh, who are new to the project or not new, but still don't want to know about that. Definitely. Cool. Also, I saw your, uh, um, your documentation website actually that you had, I think, three major releases on the equal verify. So I think it's now version 3.0 something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what were your major changes, actually? Cool. Uh, that's a good question. I think I hit 1.0 when I left the company where I started uh, the project and I mm-hmm. thought, well, this is as good a time as any to, to just declare 1.0 and yeah. then continue. Uh, one of the major versions was where I had better support for generics. I don't remember if it was version 2 or 3. Um, <laughs> But um, we we all know uh, that in Java you have type erasure, so at runtime you don't know um, what the generic uh, type of something is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's actually it turns out it's not entirely true. You still through some backdoor you can figure out what the generic type is of something. Um, so. I had some cases where people would, in an equals method, for example, if you have a list of string, where they would uh, take out those strings one by one and put them in a string variable uh, and uh, compare them. Mm. Um, But equals verifier didn't look at that generic type, so it would take object, and then in that equals method, Mm -hmm. uh, some object would be assigned to a string and you got a class cast exception. And that was annoying, I didn't want that. Uh, so when when I when I discovered that it was possible through a backdoor way to find out the generic type of a thing, uh, I started hacking on that and trying to see if I could make it work. And I was able to make it work, but it did mean that the behavior of equals verifier would be uh, on in some places very different than it was before. So I thought uh, that would be a good moment to. Uh, declare version 2.0 or 3.0, I don't remember, mm. uh, so that people know that uh, if they upgrade, they might run into issues. 
Um, so I, I try to uh, to keep uh, with uh, semantic versioning as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, where if you do a, a bug fix, then you get a, a point, a patch release, and if you add something to the APIs, then uh, you get a a minor release and major releases happen when things really break. Uh, so I try to keep to that. And, and so far I've uh, had to do a major version update well, three times. Mm-hmm. Again, and, and talking about the, the subject of releasing, how, how does that process work for you? How do you, you test that your library is working correctly and everything is as expected? <laughs> Yeah, that's also uh, something that has evolved over time. So in the beginning, I just had some unit tests and that was it. Mm-hmm. And then I got a bug where a, uh, an issue was only reproducible on, on a JVM from a certain manufacturer, which was not the one that I was using. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's when I started looking into um, uh, uh, continuous integration solutions, and I think I found uh, Travis CI uh, at, the, at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started using that and testing the same tests, but on different JVMs. Uh, and then um, the release uh, cycle of Java started increasing rapidly some years ago, uh, mm-hmm. and, and people started using it on versions that weren't actually even officially released yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have one user who, who often is already on the early access of the newest version, um, and he starts reporting bugs <laughs> uh, on a version that's not even out yet, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, so that's when I decided I, I, I wanted to be uh, quicker than him uh, <laughs> and, and add those early access versions to my uh, continuous integration as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's basically uh, basically that. So at one point, uh, I decided to move to GitHub Workflows uh, for a variety of reasons, and and there it's actually very easy to test the same thing multiple times on different versions and different uh, makes of the JVM. Uh, so that's that's been really helpful for me. Um, also to see where different uh, new Java features would impact equals verifier and often a new version of Java doesn't really impact anything but sometimes it really does like when the module system arrived and reflection was made more difficult or uh, when, when when records were introduced and I wanted to support that even though I'm not really sure if it's really useful but you know mm-hmm. it was a nice challenge anyway um, yeah so I did that um, and as for uh, releasing, um, yeah, I released to Maven Central, and I don't know if you've ever tried to do that, but uh, it, to set that up initially, it takes some work, and uh, a, a human being at uh, Maven Central needs to approve of your uh, um, request the first time you sign mm-hmm. up. Um, but then uh, you can automate uh, most of it, actually. So I try to automate uh, the release process as much as possible. Mm. And, and that also, um, uh, there, there were evolutions in that as well, because as I said, at first I was using Google Code. So at first this was it was just uploading an artifact to Google Code. Mm. 
uh, and then people started to think, well, hey, this Maven Central thing is maybe uh, interesting. Maybe you should use that for Equals Verifier too. Um, I had to, uh, I switched from Ant to Maven at one point where I had to rewrite the whole uh, automation. Um, oh yeah, it was a, it was a, uh, it was a process. <laughs> yeah. Okay, where no. I try to make things better uh, one step at a time. Mm. Yeah, really cool. Yes. So now for the future, because you said like records might mean the end of the equals verifier, to put it that in a dramatic <laughs> sense, but <laughs> do you have any ideas on or vision or what you want to add or... Um, enhance in the equals verifier still actually at the moment not really uh, and and i'm okay with that so okay. the past couple of years equals verifier has actually been pretty stable mm -hmm. uh, mostly the issues i got was when people tried to use uh, a class in their in, in the class that they're testing so mm -hmm. they have a field of a certain class and it, it lives in the jvm uh, an equals verifier uses reflection to instantiate all of those fields. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. since Java 9, and they made another step in Java 12, I think it was, uh, these reflection things have become more difficult. So okay. uh, I try to instantiate those objects, not through reflection, but just you know, calling new on them and uh, mm -hmm. having values already prepared in, inside of equals verifier. Mm -hmm. um, so most of the issues I get these days are, hey, uh, I get this uh, reflection warning when I use this JVM class. And yes. then I say, okay, fine, I'll, I'll add it to the list. Yeah. And then I release that. Um, and actually, I'm fine with that. So it's, it's pretty stable. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I have to look at it sometimes. But um, as I said, I don't have a lot of time to, to work on it anymore. Not as mm -hmm. much as I used to, at least. Uh, so I'm actually quite happy that that that's the case. Mm -hmm. uh, and if and when I think something is exciting or interesting uh, to add, then I will probably do it at some point. But I don't have anything on the roadmap at this time, mm -hmm. except, of course, for um, supporting all the new Java versions uh, yes. when, they came, when they come out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, often there's not a lot to do. Um, I don't mm. think there are really anything. I don't think there are many things on on the JVM roadmap at this time that that would impact equals verifier mm -hmm. a lot. Uh, but if they do, then uh, uh, my GitHub workflows will warn me about them. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Can imagine, yeah. Yeah, and then also uh, touching on 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 changes. Are are you looking to have um, more contributor? contributors on your project or is it something you really just want to do on your own also because you said you don't spend that much time improving yeah it, it would be nice to have uh, other contributors so if anybody uh, who's listening is interested uh, please let me know um, but at this time yeah it, it, as I said there's not so so much to do so mm -hmm. maybe it's uh, it's a bit overkill but certainly in the past I, I sometimes missed having uh, a contributor because um, 
uh, for example, when I did the generics thing, that was quite a big uh, change. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and it would have been nice, for example, to have somebody else look at the code and, and uh, give a code review, mm. for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I miss that occasionally. So yeah, it would be nice to have somebody help me out. Yeah. Um, but there are so many cool open source projects out there at this time. Um, uh, people have a lot of choice if they want to help uh, open source projects. Um, yeah. yeah, so so I, I encourage everybody to uh, who is interested, pick some project that you like and, and start helping out. And there's many ways you can do that uh, yeah. by um, logging issues and making sure that they are uh, complete, as I mentioned earlier. But you can also... Um, help reproduce issues that are already there that are not as complete as they should be uh, there's lots of things that you can do uh, contribute code contribute documentation uh, maybe help out with the release process mm. lots of things that that you can do and uh, yeah it would be nice to have some help so if anybody's interested please let me know <laughs> great yeah yeah that, that also would I think it's rather difficult, right? That you don't have even have like code reviews. That you're really doing this on your own. It's really a r much respect for for having um, such stable thing and and doing it on your own. It's it's really nice to hear. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think we went to a lot of uh, what we wanted to di discuss about equals verify. I yeah. think yeah, so again another very great open source project that we talked about it. I use it a lot on my project because I think it's thanks. Uh, it's not only actually not only valuable, I think, for testing your equals, but as you're also checking that classes are final or not, um, it's some extra uh, code quality check. I, I val value a lot actually. So I like. Oh yeah, that's an uh, interesting way uh, to look at it. Yeah, it's um, making classes final is important uh, to make equals uh, behave correctly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it also has other benefits, of course. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, I don't think it's the end of equals verify, to be honest. <laughs> there <laughs> will probably be a spin-off uh, if you're asking me. Uh, may maybe <laughs> I can integrate it with uh, with check style or sonar cube or something. Yeah, something. Yeah. But I like <laughs> it. Really, I really like it to have it in my uh, yeah in my unit test. To be to be honest, um, it actually helps us a lot to describe our domain model in a in a yeah qualitative way. So. Yeah, really interesting to hear your story about it and how you started up. I didn't know it was that old, if I can say, it, put it that way. <laughs> Ten years now you're working on it, something like yeah, that? Yeah, 11 even, yeah. Wow, yeah, so that's really cool. Um, yeah. So I hope that listeners maybe uh, will get inspired and help you out with uh, some of yeah, the thanks. issues. <laughs> would, would be fun, would be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I guess then we uh, can wrap up the episode, right? Yes. We're at the end. Yes. So, uh, real uh, f thanks, uh, Jan, for uh, for sh um, sharing your knowledge and sharing your, your project here. Um, You're welcome. It was fun to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and uh, I hope the listeners uh, will listen uh, to our next episode again. Yes. Mm -hmm.